Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm Father Jason. And I'm Coach McKenna, and I hope everybody's having a great day. And we have a special guest who's joining us for the whole program, uh, Pat Larkin. How are you doing, Pat? Good to be here. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on here. Pat, of course, uh, played lacrosse at Notre Dame before graduating, and he's now in college. And um, for the life of me, I can never say that your university's name proper, and it's... Quinnipiac University. I'm not even going to bother trying. <laughs> me neither, Father. I, I'm not even going after that one. But before we get into the show for the day, I just want to start with a scripture verse to kind of set our tone and our context uh, as we continue our conversation. And I'm pulling from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. And I think this really kind of exemplifies and really embodies uh, the nature of Pat as coach and I have gotten to know him over these past few years. And that is, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. And the reason why I picked that verse is just some of the conversations that you and I have had over the past and, and just thinking about the nature of how you use the opportunities that were presented to you to share that love that you have for both lacrosse, for for your faith, for everything that you commit yourself to is really remarkable. And I think what you, what you strive to do, not that we, any of us do it perfectly, but what you strive to do is really what God is calling us to do, as we see here in the, in the Philippians, is to make that effort to share that love, that joy that we have in all that we do. And I think, you know, uh, Father's right, Pat, you know, being involved with our Bible studies with lacrosse and everything and what he did through high school and everything, he's a uh, living example of, of this, um, which is always something we liked about him. I mean, he, he was always there. He was always up front, believed in the team aspect and everything. And I, and I think that's one of the things that makes you that better ball player because you, you are about team. You are about everybody. Iron, iron sharpens iron, other people, and uh, that brotherhood. And I think your team um, last year or two years ago, whatever we call it, had that brotherhood of, you know, and, they, and you still do probably with a lot of the guys on the team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely my senior year. We worked on reestablishing like a culture where everyone had each other's back, everyone loved each other. Um, and that was like one of my favorite things in the process was just being able to lead the younger kids. So now you see them with like next year and the year after, the program is just going to get better and better each year. So that was one of the things that motivated me in the weight room, just becoming a better player and a better person so I could inspire these younger kids. You know, and I think it's that that attitude of seeing that uh, that opportunity, which really kind of sets you apart from so many of your peers. And it's something that that coach and I try to constantly instill in everybody uh, in Catholic athletes. You know, is is that mentality and that attitude of when you see an opportunity to help lift someone up, to seize it because why not? You know, it's like if we're called to to be the body of Christ in all things that we do, then every opportunity is an opportunity to enhance and to build up that, that very nature of who we are and who the other is. And, you know, and that's what it's all about because um, a prime example was our football team last year. Um, good talent, you know, good talent, average talent. Um, a lot of good ball players and everything, but they became such a brotherhood and the process over four years and everything of working together and everything was amazing. Your lacrosse team was uh, like that. Um, 
And I think that is something special when you see a group of people come together and now a bunch of just, and I don't even want to say average, good players become above average, become great players because of what they do together. And that's what life's all about. You know, it's a life's about, you know, uh, sharing with each other, helping each other and, uh, and being that example. And, and that's where your faith comes into play. And I think that's what's so important about what we're trying to do at Notre Dame is where nobody is left behind. Um, I would be appalled if I ever walked into a cafeteria and to see somebody sitting by themselves and just feeling lonely and everything. Because I don't think it would happen at, at Notre Dame. I think our, you know, we've created that atmosphere, that culture where people would, you know, are there for each other and there to help each other. And, you know, one of the things, Pat, too, is just that you were instrumental. And I don't know if you realize this or not, or if you even remember saying this, but when we first started up the team Bible studies and, and Coach Ryan was all excited about pulling McKenna and I into the picture, uh, the original plan was to do it like every other week, every third week was the kind of the, the plan. And you were like, we need to do this every week. And that was the thing that, one, that blew me out of the water because I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, you want to get the guys together to do this every week. But that team study then turned into this whole unique dynamic of bringing the guys together. And it was really remarkable. But you had a, a tremendous hand in making that come together and, and become what it was. Yeah, I think the thing was lacrosse season's pretty sure. I mean, it's going to be two months, two and a half months. And that would have meant we had maybe like three sessions. So if we had it like every single week and like reassessed ourselves at the end of each week mm -hmm. and reassessed how we're treating each other as teammates, I thought that was an instrumental part. Um, but I think having those Bible studies was just as important as having a practice. So I thought that really helped shape our season. And, that, and that's good to hear because uh, that's something Father and I both believe in that, you know, what you do on the field is important, but what you do off the field can be just as important. And I feel that the, uh, the character growth, the faith growth and everything that you guys went through it is as important as a good practice is. Because a good Bible study, a good character meeting, a good, you know, of all, all of us getting together can solve more problems and makes that next practice a lot better. Because, you know, you're willing to work together. And I always go back to it, and your team was pretty good with this and everything, but I always go back to um, – when I trained Gary Brackham from the Colts, and something that always will, will sit with me, and I, and I talk about this all the time, is Tony Dungy's big thing was his job for his veterans, for you, if you were a starter, was to work with the guy behind you and make him as good as you. And the whole idea was that, you know, that he may someday replace you. Uh, but, but if you got hurt, the team never suffered. And I thought you guys always did a good job like at working with the young guys. You cared about them, and they felt like they belonged. And I think that is so important. And I think that's one of the things, too, that, that was noticing uh, just as your, your senior year season kind of progressed was that when those difficult moments arise, when, when a play didn't quite go the way you were expecting or, or you know, the occasional time that, that things just didn't really kind of pan out the way that you thought they would as a team, uh, the, the nature of how you guys responded as we kept doing these as the season went on was really remarkable. Uh, you know, it went from just kind of being frustrated on the sidelines to, um, you know, really coming together and cheering one another on, which I thought was just amazing to kind of watch that development over the course of, of that season. And you say it's a short period of time, and so it was, it was kind of neat to see that last year with you guys. It was really remarkable. Yeah, one of the things is that um, last year our ultimate goal was to win that Mercer County Tournament Final. 
and we ended up losing 7-6. Um, but the thing is that as a team, we didn't place everything in winning that championship. We had that brotherhood to like fall mm-hmm. back on. So we have those memories to fall back on and to deem it a successful season. So I thought it, that was especially helpful. And it really was. And that comes to where, you know, I, I, we shared with our Bible study uh, with football this week was there was an article with Carson Wentz in the paper. And, you know, everybody's questioning about that, that drafting this other quarterback and everything and, and everything. He basically put it, shut it down. But he said, you know what? That's not important. That's not the most important thing in my life. My relationship with Jesus Christ is what I worry about every day when I get up. Not if they drafted another quarterback. I play for him. And if he deems whatever is necessary, that's what's important. And I think that's why, you know, uh, what, what we've all got to get to. You know, I get up every day, you know, I, I live my life for him. And everything seems always seems to fall in place when you have that faith-based, you know, feeling in, in your heart. And and I think um, you guys really uh, saw that toward the end of the year. Yeah, did, did you win the Mercer County Championship? No, but you have a relationship with guys that you'll carry for the rest of your life. I'm at a loss of words right now. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. No, it often. doesn't. That doesn't happen very often at all. But let, let's get into some of the other aspects of things because I know, you know, at being in college, of course, right now with the coronavirus and, you know, switching to cyber learning is, you know, is a unique time period, but also the the loss of a spring season, you know, being a lacrosse player, this is your time right now. So what what kind of things have you found to be, you know, challenging uh, in this time period, but also kind of keeping you focused uh yeah so this transition has definitely been pretty difficult um there's definitely something to be said with the difference between in-class learning and then online learning um but one of the the most challenging parts especially as someone um with faith is having your grades suffer when you know other people in the class are maybe cheating um that's definitely it's definitely an aspect but the thing is you just got to keep your integrity in times like this and just trust that your education means something at the end of the day if you have integrity yes yeah, you know i always say this and and you know i'm you know happy to admit this but in third and fourth grade i cheated on spelling tests and you know the old saying goes is the only person you hurt when you cheat is yourself and to this day i'm a horrible speller probably as a result of cheating so you know as the teachers always said you're only going to hurt yourself in the long run. Boy, were they right. And, and, and being a man of integrity is not easy, especially when you know others are doing maybe better on an assignment than you because they're taking that, that opportunity to uh, not hold themselves accountable to the standard expected. And, and, and that's a credit to you because um, not only, on, you know, if they're cheating and everything, to be that person that says, well, I got a bad grade because he cheated, you know, and everything. Well, you know, that's not what you're about. You're about about caring about what you do, um, how you look in God's eyes and everything, and you can't worry about what the rest of the world does sometimes. Um, I learned that a long time ago, that you can't worry about, one, what people think about you. You just do the right thing. Two, you can't worry about how other people get ahead because it's not what I'm about. And if it's not what I'm about, oh, well, let him deal with it because you know what? Eventually it'll come back and it'll come bite him in the butt. Yeah, those difficult choices are the ones that's, that really define our character and make us who we are, and I think that's it's a remarkable thing for you to do that. And that, that reminds me of this quote that I was thinking of how I was going to work it in because I just wanted to today. Uh, it's from Clement of Alexandria. So recently was the Feast of St. Matthias, who's the uh, 
thirteenth apostle, so to speak. He's the one who replaced Judas, the uh, the betrayer. Uh, but what Saint Clement of Alexandria says is that Matthias, like all the other apostles, was not chosen by Jesus for what he already was, but for what Jesus foresaw he would become. He was elected not because he was worthy, but because he would become worthy. And Jesus chooses all of us in the same way. And it's remarkable when you think that this comes from someone in the early days of the church, quite a ways back. And uh, that whole idea, it's, it's God calls us to represent him here on the earth to be his hands and his feet, not because we're worthy, but because he knows what we're capable of becoming. And it's, it's each of those choices that we make along the way that help bring about that person that God's called and created us to be. And and so those, those choices in the, in the difficult times are, are really what define us and make us who we are. And, and you certainly have shown over time again. It's funny. I get choices in life and everything, and I find myself as I'm getting older, is that you just basically go, when it's time to make a you know, decision, you say, what would God do? What would he do? What, what would he do in a situation like this? And you're not always going to do what um, he did because it's a lot different situation now and everything. But I think if you're guided by that, it helps you with your decision. It's like the old bracelets. What would Jesus do? The WWJD that you you see. They're making a comeback. You start to seeing them a lot more often again. Uh, But let's take a brief break. And when we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Pat. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate and we are totally listener supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening. Pat, we were having a great conversation while, while doing the commercial and everything, and I think we can expand on this and everything. And you were talking about that, how important it is to, uh, to you that how you're defined as a person and everything. You know, you're not defined uh, just as that, you know, the, the great lacrosse player or, or this through high school, through college and everything. Could you expand a little bit on that? Yeah, so um, around junior year of high school, I committed to Quinnipiac to play lacrosse, and 
So that decision was, looking back on it, was based on my college experience from lacrosse, and I didn't really explore the other aspects of college that would be necessary. So um, going into college, uh, that was my main goal was how I like judged myself and how I was successful was, uh, was I an All-American player? Was I an All-Conference player? Like how many goals did I score? And that really wasn't a stable foundation, and I wasn't going to lead to a very happy college experience from that. So um, I made the decision to uh, transfer from Quinnipiac University to eventually go to University of Georgia where I would play club lacrosse and lacrosse would be a part of my life again but I also have the other experiences to have that balance um, so lacrosse was dominating my life and making me define who I was as a person. I like that because you know what and, and that's important and everything and you know you're still you know hey look you have a love for lacrosse so you're still going to get to be able to do it and everything and everything but it doesn't define who you are. You know, and I, I think that is a great, great message. Um, if we could get that message out to, uh, you know, high school schoolers coming into high school, it's something to work on. But don't be defined by what everybody thinks you should be, that great baseball player, that great basketball player. Be defined for who you are and, you know, who you really are inside your heart. And I think that's great. Yeah, I think that really ties into the idea that we're so much more than something we do. Um, or some component of who we are, you know, we're the totality of all these different aspects of our interests, our hobbies, our passions, and so on. And I think that that is a really healthy attitude to have that is sometimes easy to slide out of because one of our passions might very well kind of become the focal point of everything that we do. Um, but it still shouldn't define us as an individual because we're still so much more than that, even if it is the driving passion, so to speak. So lacrosse is a big aspect for you. It's a driving passion that to help decide where you're going to go to college, how you're going to kind of navigate through that. But you you recognize, and, and rightly so, that it's still just an aspect of who you are. It's not the totality of who you are. Well, that happens to everybody because, you know, you look at me, you know, you know, Coach McKenna, you know, and everybody thinks right away about coaching and all the stuff I do. Father, this has got to be a thing for you because, you know, you know, here you are. You're a priest and everything. But there's a, there's another guy in there. There there's a there's a Jason in there, and 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 I think that's important that we still know who we are and what we stand for. Right, and I think you know one of the things that I'm always reminded as a priest is the fact that when I tell guys who are discerning priesthood, by the way, Pat, either you or your brother are totally going to be in seminary at some point. Uh, one of you guys have to come. <laughs> Probably my brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, so it's what I tell guys is that you know. You, when you enter seminary, you're not pushed into a mold of what a priest should be, but you you become the person that God's called you to be as a priest. And so your interests, your passions, your likes, and so on, all make up what you are as a priest, your priestly identity. And so I think that's one of the beautiful things about our Christian faith is that we recognize whether it be the priesthood or other any other aspect in life that God calls us to as a vocation, that God's not calling us into a mold, um, but is calling us to take the gifts that we've been blessed with his grace and to become more of who he's, he's desired us to be. And that's absolutely right. Because, you know, and, and I, and I think the Trent diocese have done a wonderful job of that. And Bishop Connell, I give a shout out to you because we are blessed with some of the neatest young priests coming into the priesthood right now, you know, with father Jason being one of them, but you know, he knows, you know, I'm going to talk about, you know, we got father Brian, we got father Mike, we got guys, you know, um, and I could go on and on. And there's just that group of about 20 of them that are just unique personalities. And that's what makes them different because, you know what, the people get to see them as real people. 
And I think that's important because I'm from the day and age where uh, the priest was kind of like not untouchable, but was like up here, you know, and you really didn't, you know, you didn't see a true personality. Right. Um, I had, a, I was blessed to have a guy named Father Foster who I loved to death. And I got to know him uh, through police work, and we used to do a lot of midnight things where I'd have to call him out. We got to know each other, and I got to know his personality. But not many people did. Where nowadays, uh, the, the priests that I'm around, they're not afraid to share their personality, which I think is important. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's just those little things, you know, that, you know, getting to be able to have the veil lifted, so to speak, the mystery, um, that I think also kind of helps us realize that, you know, vocation is something that we all have. And, and priesthood is, is is just as normal of a vocational option um, that God calls guys to. As being a coach. As being a coach. And so it's important to see that that whole person, which I think the modern age has really kind of helped do for us. But, uh, Pat, so I, one of the things I'm sure, you know, our, our viewers are, are thinking about and, and curious about is right now coronavirus obviously is really kind of the top news story. You turn on any news network and that's pretty much all you hear. Uh, and, you know, it, it really is the driving force these days. But as a college student, you know, your freshman year is completely different than anybody else's freshman year in the history of education, as far as I'm aware. Uh, And so, you know, your whole aspect has been kind of reshaped by this pandemic. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, how that has kind of influenced college for you. Uh, Yeah. So um, my college ended probably in early March, I'd say. And so we had, we were still in the loop. We're like, oh, we might come back later in the semester. But then uh, ultimately, ultimately ended up canceling the whole semester. But um, a large part of the college experience that online learning can't replicate is the experience that you get from socializing with all your, your fellow peers. Mm. Um, just I had four roommates and just like being able to like live with them every single day and learn how to, how to like talk to each of them. Uh, I definitely think there was some experience found in that. And just the experience of like living on your own, um, it's just something that can't be replicated online. And I think that's important because, you know, I, I was reading an article, well, gee, it's been a while ago, but from like uh, major businesses that they, they like to hire athletes because of that, the brotherhood they have with the people, the communication, they, mm-hmm. they lay themselves out on the line. And I think that this virus, what it's going to do is we're creating a lot of people that just don't have that um, – that brotherhood, they don't have that where they have the communication, don't develop that bond with people and everything, and don't know how to do, work with people. And now they're saying, you know, stay away, stay away, stay away. And that's not a natural thing to do. You know, if I can't give somebody a hug soon, I'm, I'm going to burst <laughs> at the seams, you know. And uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a new world, and I, and I understand it and everything, but uh, it, it's a whole – everybody says we're going to get back to normal. I don't think there's going to be a normal yeah. for a long time. I think there's going to be a new normal and everything, and I think um, we're doing a good job of getting to it, and people are smart how they do it and everything, but you're right. I miss that every day, just being able to sit down and talk with people and everything, and you learn so much about people, and you learn a lot about yourselves. You know, you learn a lot about yourself by just talking to other people, how you react to them and everything. And, and the Zoom calls ain't making it, and the outlet and all that don't make it because you can't see, you know, you can't really see and everything. So uh, I, I can't wait till we get back to that where we can do more of this. Yeah, especially considering now they're really talking about that this could really go into the fall, which, is, of course, now going to impact your sophomore year. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of challenges 
you know, across the board in the way that it influences your, your college experience, so to speak. Because it, it really is more than academics. You do get that, that personal side of, of college that really helps you grow as an individual. And in working with some of those personalities and that you don't realize when you have roommates, it's different from family members because, you know, you're stuck with them the rest of your life and you know it. But when, when you're living with other guys in, in the dorms, it's a whole different dynamic mentally because you know, well, you know, I got eight months left to go or seven months left to go. <laughs> then I can get somebody new. So how yeah. can I tolerate this guy for the next couple of months? You know, so there's like a way out, so to speak. But that, that, how's that any different than really in business and someday right. you're going to work at a job, you know? You know, if you're one of these guys that's going to work at a cubicle, hey, the guy next to you, you may not want to be next to. So you're going to have to learn how to deal with them. And I think that's what we're missing. We're going to, we're going to miss those life lessons that you learn how to deal with. Although apparently Twitter is going to allow you to work from home forever. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if that becomes a new trend. I, I'm not so sure productivity goes up when you work from home. but you know, I, I think it does in the beginning. Yeah. I think because it's something new, but I know me, I'm starting to wear down. I need that. I need that personal communications. I need that. You know, I need to be back in the weight room. I need to, you know, have all that where uh, I, th- this online stuff of posting people's videos while they work out and everything. And I love doing it. And I, I, lo- I think what we're doing is cutting edge and everything, but I am just tired of being in front of a computer. I mean, I, the other day I wanted to throw my computer right out the window, just tired <laughs> of dealing with it. I'm not a computer person as it is, but now, you know, this Facebook thing and the Instagram, everything, it's taking on legs of its own. And it's scary because, you know, now I have to live in that world. True, true. And, of course, all your classes are have been online and exams and all that. So it's the, that inner, inner dialogue in the classroom is totally gone now, which is the downside, I think, to online learning. Yeah, definitely. But um, so now I'm like I'm done classes. So. Now I'm just like, now what? Now what do I do? You know, it's just like repeating everything every day. Like, grab a book. Yeah, it's like Netflix, workout, book, <laughs> yeah. Netflix. Like, unfortunately, I, I like watch all my Netflix shows. So, like, I'm kind of like in a weird space right now. So, yeah, that's that's uh, so I'm with the bishop on the shore and we kind of arrived at the same point. We've kind of watched everything we've wanted to now at this point. And so, because yeah, we're like past two months now on quarantine or whatever it is. And so, we're just like, what do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> well, you either learn how to cook or you go, you, you exercise more, I think. You know, you don't want to cook too much because then you'll need to exercise even more. True. <laughs> Pat, it's been great having you on the radio show. It's been good to see you again. Uh, we wish you all the luck, you know, going forward, both with lacrosse and college in general. Uh, again, thank you for joining us on the radio. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And, Coach, before we go, I believe you have a challenge for us. I think we have to fit right in with uh, Pat said and everything. Um, you know, find out who you are, but don't be defined about by what you do. Know who you are, but don't be defined by what you do. Um, be a real person, be a man of faith, woman of faith, and God bless you. Yep. Life in hope.